0: welcome to the complete leader podcast giving leaders the tools and information they need to grow and change their world now here's your host dale dixon
1: every owner's biggest exit planning mistake this is the complete leader podcast everything you need to become a high-performing leader i'm your host dale dixon In studio today with Bill Tom, the managing partner of InfoQuest. It's a firm that focuses business owners and CEOs to prosper their businesses through executive coaching and executive search. The folks at InfoQuest, Bill included, believe with the right people, you can do anything. Bill grew up in family businesses. He's run business divisions for high-tech companies in Silicon Valley. He's acquired, he's owned, he's sold a number of businesses. He is also a certified exit planning advisor. Bill, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Dale, for having me. Before we dive in to the biggest exit planning mistake that an owner makes, let's learn more about you. Tell us about how you got into this business of helping people get out of business. So my career started out in... Silicon Valley as a
0: design engineer for HP. And in my career, I kind of moved up the corporate ladder, uh, ended up running some divisions. Uh, Eventually, I acquired a company and and, uh, then sold it. I've done startups. Currently, what I do in my firm is I have a real passion in helping business owners. And I frame it as really helping them with quality of life that always starts in the business arena, but oftentimes move into the personal, family, uh, and legacy uh, aspects of their lives.
1: So as you work with business owners, and, and having gone through that process yourself, what and they're privately held companies, just so folks realize that as they're listening, tell us about the experiences that you have specific to this idea of exit planning. What are some of the mistakes that are made that you see?
0: So whenever I engage with clients, the, usually one of the first questions I ask is, what is your exit strategy? And I'll get various responses from, oh, I intend to sell in X number of years. But rarely do I have any response that essentially tells me that they've really put some serious thought into it. And there's uh, usually a lack of planning. And that's really the, the biggest mistake. You know, the, the plan is an idea in their head. But it really hasn't been realized. And there's no roadmap. There's there's, uh, no investment in actually making that happen. And that's where I come in and help.
1: So to the point of planning ahead and i'm thinking about the business owner maybe it's a ceo who or a business owner who's been at this for five years there there's that feeling of wow my feet are underneath me i'm operating on all 12 cylinders this thing's moving ahead i'm i'm in this now i've got another 10 15 20 years in me i i can put this off till later is is that a good or bad mindset to be in
0: well, that's a comfortable mindset to be in. It's not necessarily the best because the problem is that we don't know what tomorrow is really going to hold. And if we're talking private, uh, privately held businesses, the business owner has really a lot at stake here. The business itself usually represents the retirement plan and the provisions for uh, the, the rest of his family, including the next generations. Really, the the biggest resource that they're wasting is time, because if they really don't have a clear vision of what they'd like to do at the end of that, whether it be 10, 20, 30 years, they really can't work towards that in a determinate manner
1: to be able to maximize that outcome
0: at the at the end of
1: their career. Share with us what the outcomes of that mistake of failure to plan, because you've, I know, talking in the break before we started recording the podcast, uh, you've got some very stark numbers and stark examples that really snapped me to attention on the importance of planning and thinking through this process. So, enlighten us. What's, what's the downside to not planning?
0: So, <sighs> A lot of times I'll get clients that will refer to me, and these are people that are looking to sell right away. There's some event that's taken place that's really caused them to say, you know what, I need to get out. I'm tired. Um, And when I look at their situation, there really isn't much value to the company because the the owners really have not taken steps in order to distance themselves from the business so that it's self-performing. And as a result, when they go out for valuations, the value of the company is significantly less than what they believe uh, the the worth is. So as a result of that, you know, I had a couple of examples of uh, owners coming to me. There were two partners. They they were ready to give up the ghost. Um, And the reality is that they really got tired of each other and uh, it was really a business divorce. And they've been together for 10 years in the beginning of the relationship, it was great. They complemented each, each other extremely well. Uh, they stayed in, in their area of expertise. But over time, you know, there were conflicts that occurred. Uh, some of it was personality-driven. Uh, some values were beginning to diverge. And as a result, they were ready to divorce each other. And the bad news was that the value of their company was was minimal because once they both exited, there was really no value with uh, with the company. All the relationships went with them. The contrast to that is having a business owner that, uh, and I've worked with a number of them where I've been able to develop this game plan over a number of years, and we've taken strategic moves to enhance value. I had one company that was originally evaluated at about five million well five years later there that valuation is closer to 60 million so a huge difference
1: huge difference you've also you've used a term called a self healing organization and i think that is definitely worth diving into and and explaining what does it mean uh obviously i think it's it's very obvious by the name but how do you start to get there where you've got a self-healing organization so that it's operating without the owner being present.
0: If something happens to you or you want to go take a two month vacation, is your management team, the leadership that you have there able to address a disruptive business event without you there? Are they able to make the decisions that you would have made and be able to navigate the the business out of this situation with a positive outcome without you there because once you have a leadership team that you can count is, is able to do that you are uh, effectively a uh, owner of a self-healing organization and in order to get there you really need to develop that leadership team and that a ideal leadership team means a lot of different things it, uh, it really needs to be customized to both the personality of the owner the personality of the business itself, where it's where the growth trajectory needs to take it, and a team that really works well together. I mean, chemistry and culture really come into play here, and that's where we can help the business owner develop that in such a way that um, it's a team that you love to go to work with, and you're, you're happy they're part of the team, and it's very synergistic.
1: Worthy aspiration to have a self-healing organization. Let's leave our listeners with a very specific action item. So the person is is driving into the office this morning. They're thinking, okay, I need a plan for an exit strategy, even though it might be three to five to ten years away. What's one of the first things that a person can do to start putting the pieces in place for that exit plan?
0: Step one is... Define what that exit strategy is for you. Now, you can put a timeframe that's 10 years, 20 years, 30 years off on the horizon, but then begin to identify some different landmarks that you'd like to achieve along the way. You know, this is step one. This The next step is beginning to identify, okay, well, how do you get there? And that uh, involves looking at your management team, looking at uh, market, uh, strategies that you you need to undertake and really begin adding to this on a regular basis. Go back and and revisit that. Identify different things that you can do because I guarantee you that plan will change. But if it's something that's a live organic document that you can sew into on a regular basis, it will yield you some pretty good epiphanies and results at the very end.
1: The age-old wisdom start with the end in mind. Absolutely, absolutely. Bill Tom, thank you so much. Uh, the company is InfoQuest. If you would like to reach out and connect with Tom, uh, with Bill, excuse me, with Bill Tom, you can find him in uh, his contact information in the show notes of this episode. We definitely encourage you to do that. Also, if uh, this podcast was helpful to you. We're going to be continuing this podcast with Bill in future episodes. So we're going to talk about some ways to strategically build your next generation leadership team. And so those are going going to be future conversations here on the Complete Leader Podcast. Definitely tune in for those. The easiest thing you can do is go to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast. And while you are there, if you would rate the podcast hopefully we have earned five stars from you and leave a short review it takes 30 seconds or less we would definitely appreciate that it helps bring this podcast to more and more listeners bill tom thank you so much for your time today we look forward to a future conversation thank you dale my pleasure and we will see you next week right here it's the complete leader podcast everything you need to become a high-performing leader
0: Thanks for listening to The Complete Leader Podcast. Find more online at thecompleteleader.org.